Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Tristan here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. Ray, it's so good to be back in the studio, man. Good to see you. Yeah, it seems like it's been a long time. Yeah, it really has. I think maybe we did uh, something on Riverside, which is kind of like Zoom, and then we, uh, we threw one of my old interviews on because you went out of town, and yeah, finally back. Yeah, I remembered on like, what, Friday, I said, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be there Monday. So that would have been uh, 10 days ago or so. Yeah. And uh, how did the show sound that you dropped? Who was the interview with? Yeah, I interviewed uh, Lori Morgan. Yes. Right, right, right. I didn't even listen, but I know Troy did a good job. I listened, you know, when I did those originally, they were probably seven, eight minutes each. That You know, nothing super long. Hopefully nothing embarrassing that I said or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was something to throw on. And, you know, we just have such a loyal following. They just have to have a little taste every week. Sure. And and, and just, you know, can't go without it. And and that's our, our answer if we can't be here in studio throw an old interview on there and see what happens that's right but i am glad to be back with you there's been a lot that's happened i uh found out we have another faithful listener my third brother or second brother i guess the third white boy mark watkins who uh tommy my brother tommy and mark are a month apart in age i think literally i think mark's october 22nd tommy's november 22nd both born in 64 my brother was born november 22nd 1964 a year to the day after kennedy was assassinated he always said he was jfk reincarnated (laughs) uh him and mark are a month apart in age um they've been lifelong friends since they were three i still remember the watkins family moving to garden place in the summer of 1967 and i had mark laughing when we were together in florida because i said my dad the proud world war ii veteran mark is quite german last name is watkins <laughs> he looks the part he acts the part doesn't like very, me at all very for some intelligent reason. cat <laughs> yeah well only half of you but <laughs> He came walking down the street in a pair of lederhosen as a little kid. And my mom had to hold my dad back. Like, what is this little kraut doing on my tra- on my street? But That's funny. All's well that ends well. And, uh, yeah, Mark Mark finds himself a, a pretty consistent listener to our show. He said it's kind of neat to hear the references because he's familiar with them. I guess it would be equivalent to me watching Sopranos because I knew all the places they film. Mark knows a lot of stuff that we talk, out, so, um, talk about. So uh, thank you, Mark, for your dedicated service i think he walks while he's uh or he listens while he walks and sometimes doing some work at home and so forth so very cool and god bless your extended family because i think my family could 
not, you know, they have no interest in hearing what I have to say. Yeah, They've well, all heard enough, and you know, I've got some hate listeners probably, and that's it, man. The rest of it's your folks and and random people, right? And Mark, <laughs> I didn't, I knew Mark had listened, but I didn't know he was that faithful listener. And I think it came up. I mentioned something about uh, having lost a great friend at the bowling center, Donnie, who I talked about. Mark said, "Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that on the podcast." I was like, "Wow, how cool is that? You're pretty consistent in your listening. That's really great." So, got to give Mark a shout out. He's, Thank you, Mark. He's one of the good guys. We'll, we'll buy you a beer if you ever come to visit Ray in town, for yeah. sure. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Mark and Tanya. Tanya is wonderful, too. Tanya Definitely. had a slight little accident on our trip, perfectly sober. She fell and tweaked her knee, so it kind of slowed things down a little bit, but we had a little bit of fun at her expense. She spent the, the four days on crutches. Oh, no. Yeah. Nothing like vacation on crutches. Right, right. Oh, Brought man. the crutches to the show. And, um, so we went down to Florida and saw Springsteen in um, in Tampa the opening night of this recent most recent tour. Who knows? Maybe it's the last E Street Band tour. Hopefully not. And um, I don't know if I had been to Tampa or St. Pete. I didn't remember. I think I might have driven through it. But we spent four nights. St. Petersburg is a really nice city. Big fan. Yeah, I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time there, but sort of going through there a time or two, definitely pretty nice. They have this looper, they call it, and it takes a four-mile loop, and it's absolutely free of charge. And really? we drove that a number of times. Yeah. That's awesome. Now the dude's got his little tips appreciated. You throw something in there. Sure. But it, it is it is free. And it takes you like in the downtown area and out to the pier where there's a lot of activity. Um, and then and the concert was actually in Tampa. So we took a ferry across Saint Peter, across Tampa Bay from St. Petersburg to Tampa. St. Petersburg is a little bit south. And that was real cool. About a, <coughs> bless you, 45-minute um, ferry ride. Real cool. That's awesome. Like 12 bucks. I mean, it yeah. was neat. It was a cough, by the way, and apologies. I've got uh, getting over a bit of a cold, and oh, great. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have cough buttons, which we used to, we do in radio. Yeah, right. So we could use the the, the old school cough button, but right. yeah. And so you'll just hear me hacking periodically, but so not COVID. Apologies, not according to the three tests I've taken. Not oh, COVID. Yeah? I was exposed two days ago, but so my entire staff at Wallingford completely ill. But I'm not up there much. Now, are people so. staying home from work? Yeah. And they have it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't even know what the protocol is anymore. I think it's five days. And two of the guys that we have that have it right now are big and older. And, you know, they need to be home Tom? resting. Tom. Oh, uh, Bill. Well, best of luck, Tom. Yeah. And he said, he messaged today and said he thinks he's on the other side of it. He, he immediately went to the monoclonal antibodies and, and did, he? did all the, you know, did all the stuff. And again, man, you're a little bit overweight. Don't fuck around. You right. know, just get everything you can. And he, and he was vaccinated and. And all that. So, yeah, hopefully a swift uh, recovery for, for everybody Yes, right now. Absolutely. So the staff's a little uh, short. Staff is barren. So actually. Kelly's been coming in and helping out. Kelly's sick and has surgery this week. So Kelly's not surgery. there. So we've got Nothing literally. Serious, I hope. Not a uh, shoulder, knee, something. One of his appendages. Not a, you know. Shoulder, Nothing knee. major. Egos being shrunk. Exactly. <laughs> he just wants to fit indoors again, so they're going to shrink his head a little just bit. Just kidding. Just JK, Kelly. JK. Yeah, we love He's Kelly. never going to listen, is he? No. there's. You know what? He did say he said he listened a couple times, but no. I mean, Ray's still the same, and I just can't tolerate it. <laughs> well, and Kelly listening to me for an hour, I think would, he would rather walk off a cliff. Well, that's why our wives don't listen. You know? No, <laughs> you, seriously. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Patty just drove, I don't know, that's about a 12-hour drive from here to St. Pete. We did drive, which... Which see, here's the cool thing about driving, I, and I'll just I'll just hit my my little driving versus flying scenario. There's no doubt that flying is easier if you're flying private. 
Oh, did you see? Did you see Bill Maher's bit about I'm a hypocrite? Yes. He said I yeah. had the first Prius, I had the first Tesla, and I can tell you they were both pieces of shit. Right. He said, <laughs> but I have been flying privately, and why wouldn't you? Think, think about it, Tristan. A driver meets you in your driveway. You throw your bag in the back. He drives you to the fucking tarmac. You don't deal with security. You don't deal with baggage check. You don't deal with screaming babies on the phone. You're not all squished in like this. You can't piss because you don't want to get up. Yeah. I mean, I remember Tyler Perry being asked, but I can't remember who the interviewer was, but said, tell me what the best thing about being wealthy is. He's like, really? Said, yeah, what's the best thing? He said, flying privately, not not having to fly commercially. I would 100% assume that's exactly right. But if you look at me and Patty going from Richmond, Kentucky to Tampa, right? Chances are to get a decent flight and the flight you want, you're probably not going to get it out of Lexington. See, now you got to go to Cincinnati or Louisville. So that's an hour and a half drive. At you got to be there at least an hour ahead so that's two and a half the flight's probably not direct so that's probably four now you're up to what seven hours you got to land takes however long to get off the damn plane then you got to go rent a car by the time you do all that the 10 hours you could have just jumped in a car and been driving it's almost a so trade-off true. yeah i mean yeah. you're a little more tired and you get but- to be busy the whole time and also like i'm not the happiest flyer not because it's scary per se but i like to be in control right so i don't like six hours to think about flying cross country how i have no control over Very what's true. going on so that's that's kind of my thing. and you know so, what yeah. really sucks when you see the pilot get on he's wearing one brown shoe and one black shoe it's like <laughs> oh fuck i have no control and this guy may be drunk <laughs> that's true and you never know man those guys are overworked and i don't know his life what if his wife just left him you well know? we were teasing mark and tanya who i referenced just before our wonderful friends they had flown down on southwest and i was like oh no no they had worked things out pretty well but southwest took a beating at at the holidays was that yeah yeah they had a big um what malfunction in their software yeah malfunction in the software i guess there was some weather involved but yeah the malfunction in the software was the biggest thing but the reason i bring up the flying is this is the other beautiful thing tristan we took sort of an unplanned side trip, and the beauty to my job is I've got some latitude, so I just text Luke and say, hey, man, I, don't, I think I'm going to be back Tuesday instead of Monday. That's cool. He could do the same with me, and that's a, that's a really big benefit. But we took a side trip to Savannah, Georgia, and spent two nights there. Beautiful place. It was only like an hour out of the way. It is a beautiful place. It's because Savannah, I'd never been, and it's one of those cities, like I always say, San Diego, Nashville, Savannah, and there's others, are places that people almost never say, oh, it sucked. They're like, oh, it was great. It was great. And yeah. I had heard that about all of those places, eventually made it to all of them. Very nice. And um, Savannah was wonderful. That river walk is cool as hell. Yeah. The uh, history. I mean, the history is incredible. It's kind of haunted. Very haunted. They yeah. like their haunted. They do. Yeah. It's all kind of cool. And I didn't realize how big that port is because Savannah's probably 10 miles from the ocean, <laughs> but the Savannah River flows in, and this is no shit. I've got a picture. We were on an eighth floor. It was the eighth floor of a Hyatt. That was the highest floor. And we're sitting out on the balcony, Riverside, and the, this cargo boat goes by, and it's eye level with us. Filled oh, wow. eight stories with containers, and you know, it's got the big. I mean, these are boats that have come from Europe, from the Middle sure. East. I mean, these are, and I don't even know how long that journey is anymore. Two weeks, good question. Probably something. I mean, yeah. you could Google it, but that's not an overnight, you know, you've, no. you've got the lodging. That's, I don't know, 30, 40 guys maybe on a boat like that that yeah. make that trip. And man, I've never known anybody who did that line of work. Me neither. And fascinating to talk to somebody who does that. Yeah, that that would be a cool interview. I would assume the pay is pretty good. It can't be bad. Uh And you can even leave, I think, cruise lines from that port, which is 
fascinating. Oh, that may well be. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's got to be a huge port and, you know, a huge channel, Doug, because those ships were, it was a monstrous ship. It was really kind of like, I think Patty was like, Buzzy, come check this out. And I was like, it's just <laughs> cruising down. I mean, we're not talking, you know, it's, it's a sizable river, but it's not, you know, on a younger day, you could swim from bank to bank yeah. and this guy's cruising down man it's wild that's awesome well cool trip and the man. food was fantastic oh yeah yeah savannah food is very nice <clears throat> well as one guy told us because i said man all the food was great he said if you're serving bad food here you don't stick around i would think which is you know yeah and no i didn't see if there's no fast food i mean it's no. it's mom and pops and you know might be a chain or two but uh yeah which is what you want you don't want to go on vacation and eat the same applebee's that you got it absolutely you know. not Nobody wants that. No, absolutely yeah. not. So yeah, that's, and and you've had this great, phenomenal time, and I've got to sit back here in Kentucky, kind of sick, just listening to everybody's problems. So oh yeah, people yeah. are using you like their I've, you sounding know, board. I always say, man, the the funny thing about my job is I get a lot of people, a lot of business owners that I'm sort of their psychologist because I'll nice. come in and I'll hear, you know, what's going wrong today and what you know what uh, somebody's screwing them over on paying a bill and I hear a lot of stuff. But that I had, happened this week, man. I had one day in particular, Ray. It was it was kind of nuts. I'll try to tell the story without naming businesses. Yes, that would uh, be good. And, and people, and I'll try to save some feelings here, but I'll, I'll give you. As honest as I can of these these stories, and this this all happened in one day, so it was fascinating. So I go to a business, I'm recording a commercial, and, and I'm standing in line, kind of to, to get to the owner's office. I've got a question for him, and there's a guy from the business next door who's standing there, also kind of waiting to get in and chat with this guy. And you know, when you're standing in line, kind of directly face to face with somebody, kind of I'm kind of a let's in the silence kind of right. like uncomfortable right, silence. Right, like, hey, right, hey, right. hey man how's it going and and generally that works out well typically a, a, it's 80 percent uh, yeah i'd say 95, man, yeah, 85 i mean almost okay. always that's pretty you know pretty common yeah. share a little small talk next thing you know you're where you got to go and the guy looks at me and said not fucking well ah so i said oh no and this is a guy you don't know this is a guy that I know his face well enough from okay. the business next door, but yeah, not a guy that I have ever had more than a you know paragraph of conversation That's with for sure. Okay. And I was like, oh man, I hate to hear that. Hope it's going to get better for you. That's all. That's what all you need. Say? Right. And of course, his response he's going to fill in the details. No, it fucking won't. Ah, oh ah, man. Ah. So now I'm locked into hearing this guy. So I'm going to assume it's either money or a woman. Uh, probably both, but is definitely he, a woman. Oh really? Yeah, you nailed ah, it. Ah, it, it, it. It almost always ah, has something. To, to do with that. So, yeah, the guy goes on to tell me about how his wife was sexting somebody. Oh, and no shit. He just caught her on her phone. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Now, how old is this dude? This dude, I would guess my age. 40-ish. 40-ish, yeah. <laughs> Long story short, I've got an emergency protective order. She's got a restraining order against me. Like, this just happened in a matter of, like, Jesus. a couple days. So sexting. I, just, I remember sexting, but what's the actual definition? Uh, you know, it would be like sending naked pictures gotcha. of yourself gotcha. to somebody gotcha. else. Gotcha. So, yeah, so his wife was sending titty pictures to, for lack of, yeah. And uh, so, again, man, it's just the most uncomfortable, like, four minutes ever. And I'm, you know, and everything I try to tell him, you know, I just try to be a little bit positive. He's just swatting it back like, no, will not get Life better. Is this is the worst thing that I've ever went through. And it, I'm sure it is. It sucks. Man, how do you end that conversation? You know, I, I, I Well, it was so nice. Sorry. I was waiting to do a commercial, and one of the guys that knew I was kind of getting in to ask about a product, he said, I figured it out. Come on, we'll get this commercial nice. done. So he kind of bailed me out. I nice. got to, well, actually, I don't know if this gives away. It was, ironically enough, one of our guests, Brandon, 
who comes in periodically and was doing a commercial with him. I won't say that where he works. Even, right. I guess you could probably go back and figure right. it out. Not that it's negative on them because the guy didn't work for them. He worked at the next door over. Gotcha. But anyway, so Brandon comes. Oh, hey, man, we, we you know I figured it out. It's four wheel drive. Let's go. That's funny. And uh, so, yeah, so we go out and record this commercial. But, man, I, I hope this guy's doing pretty well because, you know, Lord knows we've all either been heartbroken or been through something similar. And it's just oh, yeah. you're just miserable. And yeah. you're, you know, when you're telling strangers, you know, you're just in a really right. shitty That's spot. Right. That's right. So, man, I just, you just uh, need to talk to somebody. Feel bad for yeah, that well, guy. Good you were a sounding board. Yeah. So anyway, I immediately leave that business. I go to another business. And since COVID, I've been working from home. So I'll kind of pack in like seven or eight client visits per, you know, I'll go up like two days a week, go like seven, eight businesses. And that's kind of instead of going out to Richmond every day, because I live in Berea. So literally the next business I go to, I'm in there with a great friend of mine, and, and actually both the guys in there, super good guys, really like them. Uh, they were doing a little bit of work for me on a vehicle. And uh, we're these guys are very right wing. You know, I'm center left, but I try to find some common ground with them when I can. We ended up sure. on prisons and uh, like how bad child molesters are. And so I figure one of the things you can almost always find common right, ground right, on, right. like, you know, even if somebody, if you mm-hmm. vote completely different, you can almost always agree child molesters bad. So we're, we're, we're having this, you know, we're finding some middle ground because we're close enough friends and they know I'm a Democrat and I know they're Republicans and we're, you know, f- child molesters bad. Let's throw them under the jail. Agreed. We all agree. And then the, the guy that's not the owner, but the other guy who I like a lot, I've known for quite a while, begins to tell me that he was molested oh boy. as a kid by his female neighbor in the trailer park Jesus. and she would, she would make him masturbate her. So, again, I went right from the guy who was in the midst of his, his divorce slash breakup to hear this guy that I've known tell me about this lady who had molested him. So I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, what a, what a fucking day, right? So And I'm sick. So this is like the peak day of my cold. So I leave that. And what do you say to that? I mean, there's no right answer. You say, can guys really be molested? <laughs> well, you do. You kind of have those, like, the thing that comes into your mind as an asshole guy is like, was she pretty? Which is just, you know, he's a fucking seven-year-old boy. There's nothing appropriate. Well, that's true. That's you know, that's, that's fucking true. horrible and heart-wrenching. Right, but right, nonetheless, right. your fucking mind goes, uh, was she hot? Or, you know, something stupid like that. But yeah. anyway, I just kind of. Shut the door on it, man. I hate to hear that. You know, what do you do? So I leave from there. Uh, and the day somehow, Ray, I, I promise it manages to get worse from there. <laughs> man, there's a buddy of mine on my block. Only Democrat probably in my subdivision. Not that politics matters in everything, but I'll point it out just as a matter of fact. Super nice guy. Actually came into my house and helped me do some flooring. Um love this guy but he's a very emotional guy like he's very 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 emotional and he's got a dog that bit me wasn't a big deal i mean it's like a little pit bull i was petting his other dog who likes me and that dog was jealous or didn't like it or whatever jumped up it was the middle of winter so he bit my arm but i had on a kind of a thick coat so he ruined the coat but no shit and bruised my arm so he bit through it oh yeah he bit the shit out of me but it it was kind of like he didn't get much skin there was a little bit of blood but it was just really this huge bruise on my arm because it kind of clamped on like i picked him up with my arm he's got part pimple yeah yeah Yeah, he he was into it and uh, so needless to say like i'm not a fan of that dog was the dude out there when that happened uh he was out there when that happened and you know immediately you know sprung an action grabbed the dog whatever and so (laughs) 
and Shit, again, in a I'm, lot of places, that's a lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, if I wanted to be a dick about it, I yeah. could have been a dick about it. But right. again, I'm a massive animal lover. Right, massive right, animal right. lover. So anyway. Had you ever been friends with that dog? Uh, you know, I think the dog was loose once and came up and smelled me, but we didn't hang out. Like right. it wasn't a good, a good boy. Like it was, you know, and I think we all kind of have that. And he actually clamped down on Clamped down, man. Got me. I've, I've Is that the only time you're ever bitten? Two times. Two times. Yeah. It was once uh, previously by my wife's brother's dog, who I'm still kind of scarred up in the finger for that one. No shit. But, uh, so anyway, the dog bites me. And then maybe six months later. He tries to bite me again. Really? Because he was walking the dog. He was actually walking the dog on a bicycle. And I would periodically ride the bicycle. And he was like, hey, let's ride the bicycle around the block. So I'm obviously pretty damn cautious of this dog that's already, you know, kind of ripped into my arm once. Absolutely. So he keeps, as we're going to park, he keeps coming closer to me. And I'm like, why is he coming closer with this dog? (laughs) uh, So anyway, I'm pretty you know pretty quick on my feet so i got out of the way and the dog kind of lunged at me no I, I saw it was coming the whole time because i kept thinking why is he getting closer why is he getting closer so the dog kind of lunges hits the end of his rope doesn't get me again no big deal all's well that ends well not my favorite thing but you know so anyway i go home after the after i find out that my friend was molested and my this guy i'm i'm go i take a, a walk on lunch and i was taking my lunch walk and he comes out and he's just in a rough mood man my dog's missing and i was like oh you know i hate now to which hear the that. one that bit you the one that bit me oh so he figures what does trisden know right where's so, the antifreeze but again this has been like a year and a half probably <laughs> yeah, and since you're not killing time. a guy's also dog again i'm not sakes. the fucking guy that's gonna go hurt an animal it's not who i am right so but you think he was thinking that well, I'll Perhaps. Get, I get to that. So this is what happened. So I said, you know, and again, he's my friend more so than I hate the dog. So I said, man, send me some pictures of your dog. I'll post them on Facebook for you. And we've got a neighborhood thread in our Indian Hills neighborhood subdivision thread. Let me post this. And, you know, maybe somebody sure. has seen him. They know where he's at. So we posted on uh, on the thread and almost immediately one of our neighbors kind of on the back side of the of the neighborhood messages hey you know what there was a dog that was hit on our side a few days ago no kidding (sighs) man so then i i'm sitting there thinking man do i even tell him like do i want to deliver this news or maybe just bow out because i was trying to help but more hoping he was alive and somebody was gonna say yeah he's over here you know you can you can find him go look for him over there so then i'm like my wife's like yeah you should probably just tell him and i'm like yeah if it was my dog i would want to know so again you know i don't want to hurt him you know, he's a pretty sensitive, caring guy. And uh, so I messaged him on Facebook. Actually, I leave the house. I try to find him in person because I don't want to deliver mm-hmm. that on the phone. I know he cares about his dogs a lot. And uh, he was helping another neighbor in any way. So he calls me and says, hey, I got a message you were calling. I said, yeah, man, horrible news. Neighbor over here on the other side of the subdivision said they think he was hit. He was over by this house and um it was actually ironically enough a, a one of my clients they actually had a business in berea and they said that uh he was over there and they called i guess the city or something he was hit and then you know they took him off so i gave him killed yeah died mm. so i gave him the two names the name of the person that commented on my facebook and the name of the people that whose house he was in front of and um so again like <laughs> I let him know everything that's happened, but I get the feeling like that he thinks that maybe I was involved. Well, that's because you know I was the one that's no good deed goes unpunished. No good fucking deed goes unpunished. (laughs) I was just trying to help. Like I didn't think I was gonna, 
you know, have to deliver that news. So, I, you know, I just my thing is, if I'm in a situation like that, too, I want to talk my way out of it. I want to keep telling you over and over again. And listen, you know, I obviously have nothing to do with this. I wasn't the fa- I, like I wasn't the biggest fan of your dog, but obviously I'm not a dog murderer. But, yeah, I, he's just he's just being a very. And how long ago was that? This last. Well, this happened. This all happened maybe a week ago. And then have you seen him since? Seen him a couple times. Yeah, Is he and, friendly enough? He's very upset. Like, he's just very, very, very upset. Yeah. So just, you know, what do you do? I, I don't I don't know what to tell him, like, to like let him know, like, I really am empathetic. I was, you know, I didn't love the dog, but I wouldn't wish that on anybody. If I don't know if you're a dog lover, animal lover, yeah, sure. but it's the worst, sure. man, to lose a family sure. pet that you've had for several years. And right. So, yeah, so that was my, all this in one, happened in like one eight-hour block of my day, so. That's funny. It was funny and fucking ridiculous. It was, I don't, I'm not a big believer in astrology, but man, this was one of those that days was where not you should have just stayed in bed. Stayed in bed. The stars were not aligned. Not for aligned. Well, hopefully that guy, you know, comes around and, you know, is friendly again. Yeah, there's hopefully. nothing. It's not too much worse than having neighbors that you struggle with either. That's right. shitty. And he's just far enough away that, you know, it's not like we have to look at each other constantly, but he's, you know, six houses down or whatever. So, yeah, and he, he walked out yesterday and he was like, yeah, man, I just think somebody shot him. And I'm just like, man, I, don't, I hope you don't think that. I wonder I mean, if he ever made the phone calls to those people. Well, I asked his wife yesterday when, I, when he said that. I was like, you know, if you guys got with the people that, you know, messaged on the Facebook thread and the one that called and, you know, had him picked up or whatever. I mean. If I was curious about what happened, I would start there. Right. But, you know, again, like, I'm the guy that was bitten by the dog and the guy that figured sure. out he died. And sure. so, obviously, just like on every dateline, the husband's the suspect. <laughs> and here suspect. I am. Oh, fuck. So, don't yeah, you. just trying to survive this now. And, I, you know, I hope he doesn't get mad and, like, come shoot my dogs or something thinking, so you did, know. did you kill the dog? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> no. I mean, who would do that? Like, who? What normal, well-adjusted person murders an animal? No. And I'm sure the the accident was uh, the the dog getting hit was an accident. Is it a is it kind of a main road you're on? Man, no. It's it's kind of a back road where actually where the dog was hit. It's very yeah, sparsely how fast populated. Could somebody have been going. I wonder. I don't know. And it does make you wonder, like because there's you know a lot of cow pasture and animals and stuff over there. Maybe somebody did say, "Hey, he's coming after our chickens." Man, fuck that dog. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, like I wasn't a part of it. I wasn't sure a party to the dog's accidental whatever. But yeah, so that that while you were gone celebrating Bruce Springsteen and going to Florida beaches, I was dealing with with all that. Oh yeah, did I mention that was the actual impetus of the trip was I, to see Bruce? I hope you did. What's what's the what's the Springsteen show like? Walk us through that. There's probably a lot of people that would get 22 a songs out of knowing that. Um, really? Nice. Yeah, he's the ticket says 7:30 and he's notorious for coming out 30 40 minutes late. I think he took the stage at 8:02 and played to about 10:40. Um 22 songs cuz I downloaded the set list the next day, a nice mix of old and new. Um, and, and it was just a lot of fun. And fuck, was it mobbed, Tristan. You know, 73 years old, somehow he's just kept himself viable. Um, still looks good. Has, has a good deal of energy. I mean, he's not crowd surfing or jumping up on amplifiers anymore, but he is 73. Uh, 18 people on stage, because there's three backup singers. There's a, a violinist or fiddle violinist, I guess. Um, there was an extra percussionist. There were five horns. 
plus the band. There were 18 people on stage by my count. So wow. it's a really cool show. Yeah. That's pretty legit. And he knows now that his voice isn't, you know, what it was 50, 30 years ago, which, you know, he's never going to be mistaken for uh, Michael Bublé, but, <laughs> but he, you know, had that guttural voice. But he gets help from those backup singers. Two uh, African-American man, African-American woman, and a white woman. And, and both the women are sizable. I think every band everywhere should have a large black woman singing, <laughs> singing backup. I mean, it just adds to it. Yeah. She just killed it, man. That's Because awesome. they, they featured them in a couple of... Because uh, he put out this soul album. And he did two or three of those songs. And the, um, the backup singers were, were prominently featured during those songs. And it was a lot of fun. It's a really good show. Patty and I enjoy it. But um, the money. I, you know, I, you do have to think of the money. Because, I mean, the average ticket price now is, shit, two fifty. Let's say it's fair. And you had right at 20,000 people in the, uh, I think they call it Amaldi Arena. It's where the Tampa Bay Lightning play. Nice. Um, um, right in the city. Uh, and so, well, what is, so just make the math easy. So if you had 20,000, 20,000 at 200 is what, 4 million? Yes. I think. Well, I always do this. So I always, all right. So I always do this. If you had twenty thousand people and they each handed you a dollar, you'd have twenty thousand. If they each handed you ten dollars, you would have two hundred thousand. If they each handed you a hundred dollars, two million. Two million. So if they each handed you two hundred dollars, you'd have four million dollars. So it was close to that just on the gate, and then that doesn't consider a piece of merchandise or a bit of concession money. That's unbelievable. All of which was flying. Because, shit, the fucking beers were like they always are. Um, Eight, ten bucks? More? Well, I bought two chicken dinners, a beer, and a water. Forty-eight bucks. Oh, wow. (laughs) Man, they were making some Two chicken dinners with fries. Now, it is a 24-ounce beer and a water. Mm, That sounds nice. Patty had the beer. I had the water. We each ate some chicken. Because... With Tanya being a bit hobbled, we didn't really have time to check out the area. Yeah. So we just said, fuck it. It was my suggestion because I tend to get a little anxious with time. I, I hate to be late, but I, I knew he would be late taking the stage. But nonetheless, with everything we, except the podcast. Why don't we get in? <laughs> why don't we get in, get settled? We can relax, get Tanya to her seat. So we did that. So the food choices weren't great. It's not a Jersey arena. I, I remember right. going to Giant Stadium when they opened it the first year, 09, I believe it was. And it was Thanksgiving night, so we really weren't that hungry. The Jets played a Thanksgiving night game, and uh, my brother, myself, his older son Kyle, and Raymond went. And um, the fucking food that was available at Giant Stadium was crazy. But it was basically like a cheesy hamburger or chicken sandwich. So we got the chicken sandwich and fries. So I bought the two boxes, beer and soda, $48. Nice. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's amazing. They probably have, I don't know. You know, you can't do that because it is what it is and you're out for everyone. But they, they don't have, I know what they pay for the beer, the water. They might have 10 bucks, 12 bucks yeah. in it. So that's what, 400% profit, basically? Right. Amazing. Times however many people are yeah. going up there. Oh, God. And these people are drinking, you know, six, seven, eight beers at a time. Right. Not at a time, but throughout the course of the night. So, right. I mean, once you start doing that math, I mean, that's. Millions and millions of dollars over the course yeah, of the oh, That's crazy. amazing. Yeah, it's crazy what's so, been. But you touch on something that's pretty fascinating, and I, don't, I want to touch it before you leave. You know, Springsteen 73, is that what you said? Yeah. Man, people are just doing stuff much older now. Like, there right. is a, you, they, they used to say it was, you know, 30s is the new 20, 40s is the new 30, all that. Man, there really is some truth to that. It really feels as though people are doing stuff at 
Tom Brady at whatever age he is. I mean, people are just not the same as they were even 15, 20 years 40? ago. 45 at least. Yeah, five. I was going to say eight maybe. Yeah. But isn't it crazy, Tristan, that um, you, there's no doubt that's happening in society. Um but I would let LeBron last night, so we're not exactly sure when this will air, but LeBron broke the record last night. LeBron or Michael, greatest ever? Oh, Michael, unquestionably. Oh, uh, that was a whole debate on that. Uh, let, let me say the, this. I've got, I've got one quote that I'll give you for that. Somebody said this online, and I said, this makes really great sense. Michael Jordan, greatest player of all time. LeBron James, greatest career of all time. And I said, I like that. I, I can live with that. I mean, yeah, that's what, cool. what LeBron's been able to do in his career with points and longevity and staying healthy, being dedicated to the sport consistently, Michael didn't do. But, uh, you know, if I had one person to hit a shot and win a game, I'm going with Mike. So Michael, greatest player ever, uh, uh, LeBron, greatest career ever. Yeah. Really interesting. That is a good way to do it, which sort of goes to my, because I'm on a text thread with uh, the, the uh, <laughs> this is terrible. It is the White Family Football League because there's there's <laughs> sounds my, like a Chappelle show skit. There's myself, last name White, my son, last name White, my brother, last name White, his son, last name White, and there's eight players. So we've actually we've actually kiddingly having some fun, jokingly, of course, jokingly called it the White Supremacy League because if <laughs> because if one of the Whites wins a Super Bowl, they have reigned supreme oh. in that league, so it is the White Supremacy League. Oh my and God. people hear us say that, and Raymond actually won the Super Bowl this year. He and I played for it, yeah. so it was white against white. Wow. So it's the White Supremacy League. No, I guess that begs the question, if, there were, if an outsider wanted to join, would you allow it, or is it whites only? Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Whites only, but I'm on this text thread, and and they're all arguing. My nephew Johnny is is in the league, and 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 Ray and Kyle has, and they're back and forth about LeBron and Michael. And my suggestion was, as a man of compromise, let's do this. If you're if you're gonna do your starting five, greatest starting five, just start with LeBron and Michael, one and two, two and one, however you want to do it, and then take the rest from there. That settles that argument. Yeah, because you're not gonna get, you know. Now you'll hear these. Oh, and I texted this, and this ticks Raymond off because he's like, I think because the logic is is pretty solid, and he doesn't like that. <laughs> you know, these guys my age who will say, oh well, LeBron couldn't have played in the '80s and '90s because you know he's a pussy, and and they just knocked the shit out of Michael, and, and that's ridiculous. LeBron James is a great I physical agree. specimen, a great player. Sure. It's not his fault that the game is a hundred times softer than it was in 1985 right. exactly. when Bill Lambeer would make you <laughs> bloody when you went down the lane. No but question. he would have adopted to that. He would have been a great player in the '80s, just as he would have been in the 2020s. I don't disagree with that at all. No, of course yeah. not. Even though I don't, you know, I I roll my eyes at so much. LeBron stuff, you know, you're a fool to not recognize what an outstanding talent and ambassador and human being he's been throughout his career. Well, Raymond actually had a funny line because the uh, the Michael statue is, of course, the leg spread. Right, everybody knows that shot that became iconic where he's yeah. floating through the air right. and the legs are spread. Yeah. Dirk Nowitzki is the who's on that list, the only white guy on that list of top ten. I like scores. Bird. I may throw Bird top ten. Well, I'm actually talking top ten scores. Oh, Dirk okay, Nowitzki okay, is enough. six or seven. Yes, I think. okay. But it's that fadeaway jumper that Dirk had that was yeah. an indefensible shot, seven foot guy. And Raymond said, that, and this is more of a visual, so I'll do my best, but <laughs> I think you'll laugh. And now Raymond loves LeBron, yeah. and he said LeBron's stature will be this. 
<laughs> which I've got my arms up with right. that expression at the ref because well, you he that does call. that a lot. He does. You know, we flew off the handle last week on one of those, which the, and the referees actually <laughs> came out, released a statement saying they blew a call oh. toward the end of a Laker game, but he just lost it. And he was, you know, and you would have never saw that 30 years ago. But again, right. it's just no, a different game's world, changed. man. Yeah, yeah it's the all, game's it's all changed. changed for the, but I mean, kudos to LeBron. I actually watched it. Ray came home um, and, and said, I was watching Uncle Joe, which we can talk about that too. Yeah, I'd like to. And, you know, there's two televisions in the house, so I went upstairs, watched a little more of Joe, and then I'd come down on the commercials, go to it. And But we did watch LeBron score that, uh, you know, score that historic basket. Kareem was there. He presented it to him. And Kareem was real cool about it. He said, hey, man, I had the record 38 years. They're made to be broken. And, you know, congratulations, LeBron. But I think the point I was going to make was if you knew what – Bruce Springsteen at 73, who can come out and play two and a half hours and entertain 20,000 people. Tom Brady at, I think, 48, who did finally announce his retirement. LeBron James. If if you knew what those guys spend, Trizan, it's seven That's figures. True. It's seven figures a year between yeah. personal chefs, barometric chambers, uh, fucking workout regimes, personal tra- on and on and on. I, I think LeBron is on record as saying his physical fitness is seven figures a year. Wow. So over a million so it would bucks. would be nice as... Two middle-aged fat guys. If we had access to some of that, imagine a chef-driven menu every night where you want. Well, the Bosa brothers. You know those two knuckleheads in the NFL. Uh, The one dude has the lowest body fat in the entire NFL, which includes linebackers, defensive backs, you know, running backs, um, and he eats nothing but fish. The only meat that he, yeah, the only meat he eats is fish. So can't be little fish, you know. Well, but that, but I mean. You've, you're going home to a, a, a chef-driven meal every night. That is such an advantage, and I've always said that is the thing. If I was rich, and I like a lot of bad food, but, you know, there's we all a time do. we got to sure. cut some of it out. But, yeah, if, if I had one, like, multi-million dollar expense that I, you know, wouldn't be a maid, wouldn't be a driver, it would be a chef. bring me a chef. Yeah. I, you know, to not have to worry about food, to know you're getting pretty good food that's not or gonna, very good food very good yes right with that that level so yeah i think because that's food is medicine i mean it really is people have known food is medicine for years and years and it works two ways you know the shit that we eat not medicine sure in fact it makes you sick yeah loaded with fat loaded with sugar and, and loaded with carbohydrates worst, right like huh? america is the worst i think of it's a lot of major countries and, and allowing us to eat this shit you know what's funny about that tristan watch andy griffith the show you don't see a fucking fat person. No. I mean, um, Otis, the town drunk, was a little portly. There were always portly guys, but yeah. everybody's skinny. You know, Don, uh, uh, Andy's skinny and Barney's skinny and fucking Goober's skinny. Floyd the Barney. They're 1960s. They're skinny. Yeah. Into the 70s. By the 90s, that had changed. And, and a lot of Definitely. it was the introduction of a corn sweetener. Oh, yeah. Where the drinks right. were able to get bigger and the fuck everything. Yeah. Super size. Super size everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the pop. And pe- people are people are fat. My father's generation wasn't fat. They just no. weren't. And they say you still go to most Asian countries. You'll walk down the street for an hour and not see a thick person. Right. So it's, you know, we're just bad with that. Yeah. No, we are. We, we lead. I think Mexico may have caught us. So maybe it's a North American oh, nice. thing. The Canadians probably not. But the United States and Mexico, I believe, are the two fattest countries on the planet. And you do see it, you know. Um, it, it's just uh, John Rizek. You know how big John was. And yeah. Apparently like he had lost some weight. But John said he uh, was never the biggest person at Walmart. Yeah, no doubt. And he was a big dude. John was a big he is, dude. He is a big dude. He yeah. is. I shouldn't talk right. about John's still around. Right. I'd like to see John more. Um, but yeah, there was um, oh, somewhere I was going to go with that. But 
America's fatness. <laughs> America definitely, definitely is fat. But but yeah, no, okay. There were a New Year's Eve one one year. I was going to order a shot of something. It was the the Fireball Atomic Fireball shot. You know, like the cinnamon shot. Right. The bartender was like, "Man, listen." do anything else because america is the last country and this may have changed it's been a decade ago america is the last country that allows this but apparently there was formaldehyde in the mixture very small amount in that i it, think i remember it, that it was completely illegal everywhere but the u.s I and he was I like man it, that. that's just really bad for you so tr- try something else and i was like and unbelievable that we're so corporate and, and our big corporate interests in this country have allowed us to feed our people plastic nonsense for quite a while it is i mean that's a whole show but yeah i think a lot of it had to do tristan with uh women going to work and i don't mean that in any disparaging way it's just that when i was a kid moms were home they generally cooked meals and i'm not saying that's the way it should be women oh you son of a bitch you misogynistic asshole i'm just saying that <laughs> i wish meals, it was more like that in my house the I record were, saying that. <laughs> the, the meals were home cooked they were better for you yeah. um and you didn't you know there wasn't a lot like like ice cream was something you looked forward to maybe on Friday night or Saturday night. It was like once a week. It was a super treat. You know, the yeah. food just became more. Um, uh, well, we went to fast food. Mom went to work. So now she has to grab something on her way home because she doesn't feel like cooking after working all day. So she grabs burgers or fucking pizza or chicken or something like that. And and then the and then the food. So so that became, you know, ubiquitous Ooh, everywhere. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And it became easy to eat it because you had it in fast five minutes. You brought it home. It was convenient. And they and load it, a bunch of sugar in there to addict you to it. Loaded with sugar and fat. Right. Loaded with sugar and fat. And your body loves it. <laughs> and that's really where we started to change, man. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, just, oh, it's a fat country. God dang, man. You just wonder. And you, I hate to say this, but you really... It's a little bit like bingo. I don't care where you are in America. The most progressive places, New York City, Seattle, Washington, Madison, Wisconsin. You go to bingo hall, you're going to see the same people. They're just everywhere in America. Unquestionably. Yeah. Bowling alleys, a lot of fat people. <laughs> they just are. You walk through there on a Saturday and it's like, God dang, man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Now, now, um, Florida, my observation was, you know, I made a joke a couple of times, man, there's some fit people here because you do see a lot of the uh, the joggers and they're typically younger, 20s, 30s, but a lot of fit men and women, you know, running and, and jogging and so forth. And, um, you know, it makes sense. Warmer weather, climate, so on and so forth. Tell you the other thing I didn't see at all, really. What's that? Was and I don't know if this is a reflection of DeSantis or DeSantis or just happenstance or whatever, but you know there's so many complaints about cities and homeless people. Didn't really see any homeless people in St. Petersburg or Tampa. One or two. Interesting. But not much of a. Didn't seem to be much of a problem. Yeah. Fascinating because yeah, places you know I used to go to California in the summertime as a kid and just fascinated by how many homeless people. And, then and I think it's gotten worse, Tristan. Well, it's worse, but we never saw that here. And now, you know, in these you little podunk towns like Maria, it's and you've crazy. got you know, off the interstate, you got homeless camps everywhere. It's 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 amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. And I noticed that somebody went up on exit ninety there, where they were on that little ridge between the north and southbound lanes, and um, sort of cleaned it out. 
Wow. They, they, they've got to find a better place to put those folks. Cut all the trees. To, and, to yeah, I mean, it is a real Probably. problem. Man. And again, I know we've actually, we're kind of on a tight schedule today because we've got somebody got probably guess walking coming in the door for, the next, uh, for, next uh, for next week that will air. Um, but yeah, I really want to get to the State of the Union, at least for a minute. Well, I mean, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it was, let's be honest, it was a lot of tax and spend. I mean, what I heard was we're going to spend this, spend this. I didn't hear where they were cutting it all. But <laughs> he mentioned, you, you know, the disparity in wealth in this country and <laughs> how wealthy folks are not taxed like they once were. And that is true. I mean, that's not Joe Biden, you know, beating a, a, a dead horse or trying to score a political point. You know, he, he said nobody under $400,000 would see their taxes increase under his plan. Now, is that actually possible? Probably not. I, I wouldn't think so to get to where you need to be. But if there is that much money at the top, then that disparity really is as prominent as it seems. I mean, the wealthy in America are very, very, very Yes. Very wealthy. And one of the ways they got there was by paying very little in taxes over the past 40, 45 years. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah, I do now, agree with that. Now, that is a political third rail. Do you want to be the politician? You know, I mean, Biden basically did it last night. I think that's one of the beauties of his age. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't <laughs> he does have not. to win friends or influence people. Right. So, And yeah. I thought that he handled, I, I thought, uh, did you watch it? I did, yeah. Okay, so I thought he baited Republicans on Social Security and Medicare. Yeah. They took the bait yes. to the horror of Kevin McCarthy, and then Joe, off script, sort of kept jabbing and barbing right. him. Well, then we won't have to worry about that. That was a we? great line. It, that it was, was. Ab yeah. absolutely not in the, the the speech because no. he didn't know they were going to react like that. Exactly. That was some points for Biden. I he thought so jabbed too. And, and, and hit him pretty good. That line about, well, I guess everybody's on board. We won't have to yeah. worry about it. <laughs> if you're Kevin nice. McCarthy, man, you're like, oh, fuck, that's not what I want. Well, and, and I don't know, man. Maybe it's the liberal media telling me this, but you don't see much. Many of these budgets come out that Republicans endorse that aren't very pro cutting some Medicaid, Medicare, those right. types of things. So. You know, for them to act like, and to, and to Joe's point, he said, this is not most, but there are some. When they're putting these budgets out, they are slashing, you know, some of these older. And if we were really in a fix, Tristan, I guess this is where the sort of rubber meets the road. If we were really in a fix and, and things were crashing and Social Security was going broke, then maybe we would have to make those cuts. And maybe we still will. But we shouldn't have to make those cuts when Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk aren't paying any taxes on their fucking corporations. Man, so well said. You know, that shouldn't be. We have to find a way to get more money out of those people. Now, that is a, a, that is an old conservative versus liberal, progressive versus... Uh, uh, conservative uh, argument, and I'm not somebody who thinks we should tax people to death, and you can certainly look at spending and rein it in. But the fact is, 40 years ago now, 43 years ago, when Reagan comes to office, they introduced, they didn't introduce, but they were all about supply side. What does that mean? It means to give the wealthy as much as you can, and there's really only one way to do that, to lower their tax base. That's really what it is. Yeah. And in so doing, you know, that money is going to help them create jobs when, in fact, it just made them richer and they, they just kept getting richer. They have a yacht for their yacht. Yeah. Again, look, there's yes. some great millionaires, billionaires out there that I'm sure do everything they can to put that money back in their business, et cetera. On the local level, I know some great people that are millionaires that probably have a million bucks that do everything they can, throwing that money right back into their business. But to your point, the vast majority, it's a new car, a new house. 
you know, what else can I do? I earn this. This is my money. Exactly. I can do what I want with exactly. this money. So they're, you know. And never realizing the break that got that. Sure. There. Exactly. Yeah. Because. And it is a problem now because because taxes are lower than they've ever been, especially on the wealthiest who find ways to pay great tax accountants and great tax lawyers to get them out of paying taxes. And it's a tough political football. It's an easy issue for Republicans to demagogue. Oh, Uncle Joe just wants to tax and spend, tax and spend. Which I did hear. I did hear a lot of tax and spend in the speech. I just did. But I thought he defended himself pretty well and comported himself Well, and he also well. pointed out that well, you can't say Trump wasn't tax and spend when he kind of sort right. of hit those numbers of what Trump spent right. during his four years in office. Right. So. And I think if you're one of these people subscribing like my sister to the adult deranged Joe Biden, sorry, but you lost last night. There was Again, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I say. You can't keep saying something that is demonstratively provable right. to be false. Yeah. It really makes your argument lose some steam. I agree. And man, I've got to ask you this. My one big takeaway, and, and maybe... Maybe I've just got generational brain and I'm not thinking right. But, man, it turned into fucking Maury Povich last night with yeah. all the booze and the streams. Now, it's not always been like that, The right? British Parliament. Kind of a new th- yeah, you ever see the British exactly Parliament? Which I find very entertaining. It is entertaining. It was a but, bit like the British Parliament. But, man, Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene just standing and man, screaming. Man, she's just a whack. That, that, that's a one wacky dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not always with the been. fucking fur on and oh yeah. geez. but it's not always been like that right like five years ago we weren't screaming everything we disagreed with no I mean I think it goes back to Joe Wilson in 09 he was a congressman from one of the Carolinas who screamed liar I remember at, that uh, at, at Obama, Obama yeah. yeah and it sort of went from there I mean let's be fair Pelosi did rip fucking Trump's state of the <laughs> union speech up right that she did right on camera it wasn't vocalized so it wasn't vocalized but that was a pretty intense move so yeah. yeah it's gotten a little more down in the mud and you yeah. know but I the thing is I thought Biden hung in there and sort oh, of welcomed too. it man Agreed. he just kept jabbing so back and but now, and I mean, baiting him and then I don't I don't want to be middle left guy all the time but I don't recall it being like that for Trump was our side hissing and screaming and other than her ripping it up, no, I don't think hissing and screaming. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't and, remember it looking like it, sounding like an episode that, of Maury Povich. And, yeah, and that for fucking retort from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I mean, okay, maybe she's an up and comer, but god damn, it was dark. It was and very she, dark. Yeah, very, and, and, and also it was like topic because it's supposed to be a rebuttal to the State of the Union, and it was just more completely a, doom off and gloom. And you know, right. and it's it's what I see from my sister all the time. So there's got to be some appeal to that doom and gloom. Everything sucks. America's a terrible fucking place. Huh? Yeah, we're just gonna scare your vote yeah out we're of just you. gonna scare your vote out of you yeah it was yeah. it was it was like trump's uh, uh inauguration speech part two just like yeah. oh america's this fucking awful place yeah. that you know really <laughs> that's what you cesspool see wasteland a cesspool you wanna... wasteland oh, god man. damn i thought man. the same because i watch you know and i try to be fair i'm gonna watch both sides i wanted to see what sure. you had to say sure. i try to always be as fair as i can but uh, yeah, man, I was like five minutes in, and I did watch all of her response. Yeah, it's only eight or ten minutes. minutes like, yeah. man, this is just awful. Dark. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to go have a drink and right. like you cry. Yeah, and, and, so, and so I guess that appeals to those people that we know that say that, right? Oh, America's falling apart. It's terrible. It's awful. I guess so, Damn, man. I, I guess so. I mean, not in my world. I'm sure there's some folks. I'll tell you what, Tristan. We can leave with this. Is there one fucking American, even one American that wants to see a Trump-Biden, Biden-Trump rematch in 24? No chance. Not one. No. Me included. Yeah. And, and I would say... More for me, it's Trump. I can't believe that this moron could ever become president again. But even including Biden, I would be fine if it was a Gretchen Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, or somebody like that. Same. But we may. I'm not saying we will. 
because maybe Republicans are going to back away from Trump, but he's fucking leading the polls. Yeah. Could you imagine a Trump Biden rematch? No, man, I really Good couldn't. Christ, no, it's it's just too much. Oh. I, I hope this just slowly goes away. Oh. All right, brother. So we're going to get out of here because yeah, we're going to do, do a, a second comedy. show. Bring yeah, a guest in. Yeah, might as yeah. well do all that. So. Hey, I love this one. On the heels of uh, seeing Bruce this week, because um, my other favorite band. So what do you call a band of thankful zombies? Thankful zombies? I the, don't know. The Grateful Undead. Oh, pretty good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody better Barry Garcia. Barry Garcia. <laughs> um, brought to you by um, Aaron? Yeah. Brought to Thank you, Aaron. Aaron. We love you, Aaron, at Berea Pond, BuckshotandLead.com. I heard he's ready to come back and guest host again he says he's ready but then every time i talk him something comes up like his wife's birthday today was so yeah so important he couldn't come People out in their birthdays and yeah. he said he also doesn't listen much anymore yeah he's, he's done like our cursing i think oh no kidding yeah he's for not, real not a fan. but he doesn't curse like aaron does not curse which oh, i respect well, that, no absolutely but uh absolutely i respect that does he not no and, and that cursor. really kind of turns him off i don't know if that's like the main thing i think he's just been kind of busy and hasn't got to it in a bit no, i could see that yeah yeah well Damn. fuck <laughs> <laughs> so okay so i've got some i you know and again uh, folks the best way to help us out if you actually listen you like what you're hearing we appreciate a review on apple or spotify the best way you can help the show is leave, leave a review for us and right now i'm going to read a couple actual reviews nice. that i just grabbed on spotify before i walked in the door cool. today cool so this is uh this is honestly the best podcast i've ever heard yes oh that's pretty nice and this is from at george santos houseofrepresentatives.gov <laughs> We could do without that phrase. <laughs> and he's not known to lie much. So no. So I think that's, no. that's fair. Right. Let's see. If this podcast was a food, it would be on the dollar menu at Wendy's. Hmm. Mm. From at Jeremy Miller 56. Yeah, Wendy's better than McDonald's, right? Well, hey, I'll no. take dollar menu. That At least we're edible. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever considered just getting a shrink? <laughs> probably probably better waste of our time or better use of our time. That's from at Soprano 99. Oh, uh, let's see. I wish you guys had been in that Chinese balloon when we shot it down. Oh, that's <laughs> shitty. Did you see the German balloon? It's shaped not. like a beer mug. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was from at Delta Don 34. Thanks, Delta Don. We appreciate you. And uh, this one, the final one here. Uh, the only bright spot in our son's death is that he will never have to listen to this awful podcast. And that was from at Mr. and Mrs. Tyree Nichols. Wow. Oh, is that too soon? Did you just go there? But these are legit. They, they, they're yeah, real. This is not something in. I've came up with. This is his parents actually are the who one were, who were at the, the one, State of the Union last night. Good to see him. I yeah. mean, you can't. And again, well, the mother's been amazing, and the dad we, may we, as well. But the mom's literally been amazing. We're talking yeah, about her and, son's and, death as a sort of a martyr for a better America. It's incredible. Yeah, and we make fun of our podcast here, of course. But yeah, there's nothing sadder than what those guys okay. have went through. And 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 a serious note, our heart just does nothing but go out to to his family. Yeah, absolutely, and you know to. to die that way christ yeah just un unbelievable man just really some shitty people still out there sadly brother man it was good to be back in studio right it's always good to see you these shows fly by i don't know how they, they probably are painfully boring for listeners <laughs> but they fly by for us and thank well, you mark mark right. our, our faithful listener yeah stove leg thanks to uh, aaron Bria pond thanks to troy Thanks to Rational Boomer Podcast. Daniel, right here at Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf Gaming. Man, I've, yeah, I've, I've got to make a list of this stuff. So I get it. So, But yeah, thanks everybody that supports us. And, and we had our, our friend, uh, I should have wrote it down, that uh, 
the young lady that came on did our podcast also from Stove Leg Media a couple months, yeah, months yes, ago. Yes, 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 yes. She had yes. a nice Instagram post about us this week. Oh, and, very cool. And her podcast name, it just eludes me because I want to think of it, but she's um, such a sweet girl. The, I, I was thinking, I was thinking. Yes, I was yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. check her out. She's right. just great. But right. Yeah, check out all the, all the Stove Leg podcasts. Absolutely. After you listen to ours. Absolutely. After you listen to ours. <laughs> Thanks, Tris. Right. Take care, Ray. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. Hey guys, Trisden here from the Extreme Common Sense Podcast. You may notice Ray's not here because Ray's a lazy bastard. Just kidding, I love Ray, but he's not here. So nonetheless, Dan and Nasa with Bad Wolf Gaming, we appreciate your podcast support, and we hope if you're listening locally, you'll check them out at 711 Chestnut Street in Berea. They've got a full arcade with some gambling things, sort of. So check out the arcade. Check out Dungeons & Dragons, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic. They're a great place to buy your cards. Don't miss out. Get into Bad Wolf today. Tell them Extreme Common Sense sent you. Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontportstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Frontport Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontportstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye.